Friday morning back here on Sid and Friends in the Morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Everybody knows who follows me every weekday morning because he's a big, big star. I mean, come on, whether he's on Fox and Friends every morning on Fox News, hosting his own great show, One Nation, 9 p.m. on Saturday nights, touring the country, (laughs) talking about Booker T. Washington or Theodore (laughs) Roosevelt. And, of course, right after me, 10 o'clock every weekday morning, he is... The pride of Massapequa, the very handsome Brian Kilmeade. Good morning, Brian. Right. Uh, that, thank you for adding the very handsome there. That was clearly an ad lib, <laughs> but it came from the heart. Well, I was just talking about Jesse Waters right before, and so handsome was on my mind. But you are a very, very handsome guy, very talented guy. I must say, oh, that's true. And I do thank you because I did find out last week from the, uh, the great Taylor that I was going to be on One Nation, and I love going on your show. To be honest, it's a really, really big deal. Now, I couldn't do it this week because I'm on a movie set today. I heard. Yes, which is a very, very big deal. Tony Darrow, Chuck Zito, a bunch of great actors. But I will be on One Nation coming up next Saturday night. That's a big deal, Brian. Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, and, of course, everybody's uh, watching with the election coming up. But New York is so all over the biggest story in the country, and that's the border. I'm fascinated by what's going on. The brilliant move uh, in my lifetime, because it's sincere and effective, is what Governor Abbott's done. Governor Abbott said, yeah, we got a huge problem. And we just blow it off. Kamala Harris never shows up, never going to talk about it. And all of a sudden, when these buses start arriving in New York, these illegal immigrants, and first the mayor was there saying, hey, guys, welcome one welcome all look at that statue of liberty give me your huddled masses and now a hundred thousand people later three meals a day most tossed in the garbage we doing their laundry we put them up in hotels which is asinine we've ruined our fields at randall's island now all of a sudden he's saying i am suing you uh texas for sending illegal immigrants really suing you you sue joe biden has <laughs> nothing to do with uh, governor abbott it, it's not his responsibility to raise people from slovenia or uh, Liberia or uh, or uh, Ecuador. What is going on? I think we actually uh, have gotten the whole country's attention finally. No, I think you're right. I was talking to somebody yesterday who's close with the mayor, and um, they were telling me things like, look, the mayor's really angry, but, you know, the mayor still has a career to look after. He's, he, well, he wants to do more than just mayor, and if he just goes out there and obliterates Joe Biden, it's done. I mean, look what Biden's done already. Uh, their contention was it was Joe Biden who called the FBI on the guy and took his phones and making his life miserable because I said, I go, listen. Enough with national government, enough with federal government. If Eric Adams wants to say two words, that'll prove to every New Yorker, Democrat, Republican, Independent, that he cares more about the city than his future in the Democrat Party, then he's going to say Joe Biden, not federal government, not national government. And the person said to me, yes, but, and I said, there's no buts. Well, he can go to prison. So what? Show some balls. Prove to New Yorkers, no matter what political party they follow and like, prove to New Yorkers you care about the city first. And right now, Eric Adams, he's not doing that. I mean, how, how you know, he goes halfway. He gives you great hope when he comes out uh, uh, and blisters all these uh, protesters for the Palestinians and Hamas and goes firmly in uh, Israel's camp. But he's gone silent since he comes out and basically separates himself from Joe Biden. But again, this lawsuit of seven hundred million dollars, you're blaming the governor of Texas. We're smarter than that. We know it's your sanctuary city policy, your right to shelter. Nobody told you to put them in hotels. You know, you put that soft side of facility in the parking lot near 
AOC's district, she complains and he picks it up again. It cost us uh, thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars to do that. And then you just got the Roosevelt Hotel and put him there. I mean, he goes halfway. De Blasio did nothing good. Uh, I think Adams' instincts are good and then somebody gets to him and he doesn't go the rest of the way. You would know better. No, I think you just nailed it. You're right. His instincts are good. Look, the truth is, Eric Adams, on most issues, is more of a Republican he is. than he is a Democrat. And he should really just switch parties at this point, become a Republican, and do what he really wants to do. But he doesn't. He goes halfway because those are his Republican values. And then it, it occurs to him, wait, I'm a Democrat. Then he has to stop. And that's where he hurts himself. Talking about elections, you know, the presidential election you mentioned coming up. Here's my question to you. I know you've got Ron DeSantis on your radio show later on this afternoon. I know you love Ron. I like Ron, too. But the truth is, he's been a horrible competitor in this race. From day one, he never had a shot. Stupid, fat, backstabbing Chris Christie, same thing. The only person that should stick around, even though she's got no chance, is Nikki Haley. And she should stick around because, at the very least, she's in the discussion for being Donald Trump's running mate. But DeSantis and Christie, what are they waiting for, Brian? A couple of things. Number one, uh, friends with Chris Christie, uh, I think he's he's just... Uh, you know exactly where he stands on every single issue. So if you got people going to vote for him, he has a right to compete. Uh, if Ron DeSantis, let me ask something. His whole campaign is not what I can do to help America. His whole campaign is let me go on MSNBC, let me go on CNN, well, he goes on and Fox, let me destroy yeah. and let me destroy Donald Trump. That's been his whole campaign. He's an right. embarrassment. Yeah. I don't care if you like him. I liked him, too, at one point. I like that he got New Jersey gambling. I like that he goes to football games, even though he likes the Dallas Cowboys. He's an embarrassment at this point. Uh, well, you know where he stands. He's in the race. This is just like Kasich was a critic of Trump, and he stood there forever. Uh, but the only thing is that Governor Christie is a lot smarter than Kasich, a lot smarter than everybody else. He'd be an effective candidate. But Donald Trump upended what would have probably been an effective run for him in 2016. His 2012 was the perfect timing. But just to move forward, if Ron, the question to you is, if Ron DeSantis was in the race and Trump wasn't, would you feel differently about Ron DeSantis? Yes, because at that point, I think he'd be neck and neck with Nikki Haley. But, you know, look, he, he waited too long. By the time he got in, Trump beat him to a pulp already. Trump, you listen, I had this conversation with Steve Bannon last week and many others. And I stand by this. Even the Washington Post validated me earlier this week. This race was over, not when Donald Trump started getting indicted, not when the border issue became worse and worse. The day that Donald Trump stepped foot in East Palestine, Ohio, I've been saying this for eight months, and showed America they, he cares about us first, while that same day Joe Biden is in the garden in Ukraine at Zelensky's house, posing for pictures with sirens, fake sirens going off in the background. The day that Trump went to Ohio, America said, he's our guy, we want him back. It was a great move. His instincts, this is where you can't touch his instincts, uh, uh, where, where he knows the problem is. And Joe Biden was asked, I think that uh, KJP was asked this week, is he ever going to Palestine? He, she say, he said, when the time's right. Do you believe this? When the time's right. 
So it's incredible. It just put it connect to Ohio. Do you want to win Ohio, Mr. President? Even if you don't care, if even if you like sneer at them and you think you're above rural America, if you want to if you want to win Ohio, this would have been the easiest thing ever. It's not your fault that trains collided. Uh, you you know you even make an issue of it. You show up and go, yeah, this is this is terrible. Give me a, let me hug you, and then you go. By the way, he likes short trips. He goes to Philadelphia. Uh, just, he calls out a campaign <laughs> stop. It would have been the easiest to stop yep. ever. Yeah, and, and you know, and people the judges been an embarrassment do you see what they're doing now they had a party last night to raise morale do you know that there's staffers at the white house who are protesting the white house yes do you know they were wearing masks <laughs> protesting joe biden you, you believe this i would fire every one of them oh the same God. day i'd go all of them you're under arrest you're gone get all your stuff out it's it's on the white house lawn uh, have peter Ducey help you collect it that's it you're out and then yesterday, then they signed a petition because they don't like his stance, pro-Israeli stance. This is what happens, in my humble opinion, when you hire people because of their ethnicity, their sexuality, the box that they check. They have no loyalty to you. You got to hire. How many staffers do you have, Sid? They just like you. They're not even good at their jobs. They just like Sid, but you know you can trust them, right? How big is your staff? 27? And you have told me in confidence, none of them are good at their jobs, but you just need loyalty. And right? And yeah. so that's what you need. To that, yeah. you know, nobody put, nobody's protesting against Sid every day. And they should. Of some of the things you say, they should. Your staff should have turned on you years ago. Years ago, there's no question. You're right. This is the great Brian Kilmeade. Up after me, ten o'clock every day. WABC, Fox and Friends, and nine p.m. Saturday nights. After my dear friend Mark Levin. It is one nation. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.